It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard on a Wednesday. Uh, we finally got uh, a little bit of stuff to talk a about. A little bit of stuff. A little bit of stuff to <laughs> talk a, about. It might be, this could be the most action-packed two days we've ever had to talk about. Four no-hitters to talk about. Is that all? Three in softball, one combined in baseball. Um, we had some big games, some games that we thought might be a little closer than they were that were not. Uh, we had some games that were very close and entertaining, and we're going to have to find a way to give them all their flowers because, yeah, there's probably seven lead stories in the past two well, days we can go and, with. And, and there's a Jekyll and Hyde performance that we'll try to uh, dissect. Yeah, there's one team we just don't understand Two, um, all. So, like at all. And, and uh, a lot of big hitting. And, and again, I have seen four softball games this year, Brady, eight home runs already. The offense will get you through <laughs> the regular season. Um, and between all that, when I was off not here on Monday, I was – Working down o- Oakland, PA for their baseball game, they they won a game thirty-five to four against a team that I'm pretty sure would finish third in the BWAC, <laughs> and it was a college. <laughs> but uh, if they're giving up thirty-five runs, they weren't that in good five of a innings. They they st- they Oakland yeah. didn't score after the fifth, yeah. so I got to see. <clears throat> excuse me, all that. So one day I see 35 runs scored, the next day I see a no-hitter, which actually gave up a run. Yeah, well, th- that was the other thing about it. I think in two of the no-hitters, runs were scored by yeah. the team that threw the no-hitters. Um, and one of them was a perfect game, by the way. <laughs> yeah. And you and it might not have been the most impressive pitching performance of the day. No, the the one I saw in the first game of my doubleheader yesterday was unbelievable. But we'll get to all of that. We're going to start with baseball first because I saw a really good Pitched game in baseball. Oh yeah, you almost on Monday saw another one he, because yeah, I had a, he he was perfect into the fifth and he had a no hitter going in the sixth and ended up getting a one hitter. But um, yeah, we'll we'll get to all of that. Now. We got a lot of ground to cover. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice. And the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky. Or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. 
Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Gara Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Gara Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Gara Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. Finding that missing shin guard, remembering whether it's a home or away game, getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things, like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref. That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right. Uh, A lot of great performances, both sides of the uh, ball. Uh, And we'll start with uh, Monday, uh, baseball in the, uh, the BWAC. Uh, Algonac and Armada was the game that uh, I ended up uh, going to on Monday, and I'm glad I did um, because, uh, again, I went thinking I was going to see Josh Kasner. I didn't, but I kind of saw a Josh Kasner-like performance on the mound from Bryce Simpson, left-hander for uh, Algonac, through a one-hitter, and uh, he retired the first 13 batters of the uh, the game, uh, Brady. It was ground ball, strikeout, ground ball in the first. Strikeout, strikeout, ground ball in the second. Strikeout, strikeout, strikeout in the third. Ground ball, strikeout, ground ball in the fourth. Ground ball to start the fifth. Then Lucas Pratt gave a long at-bat, worked it to 3-2, and drew a walk to break up the perfect game. Simpson unfazed, ground ball strikeout to get out of the inning. Starts the sixth with a strikeout. And then Nolan Hill came off the bench to pinch hit. And he chunked a little single into center field. It was a clean hit. Right. But it was definitely not squared up. No. (laughs) No, you feel like if you want to break up a no-hitter, you'd like to at least give up like a barrel ball where it's 100 miles per hour off the bat where it lands somewhere like it's a shot up the middle or something. Not a bloop hit, but either way, it was no no questioning whether it was a hit or an hit. Yeah, no, it, it was it was a, a clean hit. And then right there at that point, Scott Thaler came out and got his guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so Simpson went five and a third, no runs, a hit, a walk, nine strikeouts. Um, they brought in Brandon Williams to uh, get the uh, last uh, five outs. It got a little hairy in the bottom of the seventh. We'll get to that in just a second. Algonac wasn't – they were getting hits, and they had base runners against uh, two Armada pitchers 
who were just, you know, deceptive enough and good enough and got out of jams. Uh, in, in the first, with one out, Sadler singled. Kasner hit a bullet to second. It was caught, and Sadler was too far off the bag. They turned it into a double play to get out of that inning. And then uh, after the first hitter, Matt Meldrum grounded out in the second. Williams singled. Andrew Thomason drew a walk. Um, Cal Molesky got an infield single, so they loaded the bases. Bryce Simpson singled in one run, and then Matt Ricks hit a ground ball where they got an out on the infield, but another run scored. And that was it until the fifth inning when with two outs, an error opened the door. It got Brandon Williams on base, and then Thompson uh, Thomason was able to single him home to make it Three to nothing, and that was all Algonac would get. That was that was all Algonac needed. Armada turned another double play in the top of the seventh after the first two hitters singled. Uh, they got Williams to hit into a six-four uh, three, and were able to get out of the inning. So in the the seventh, uh, Williams got the first batter out. He walked the second batter. He struck out the third batter, but then he walked the next batter. So the tying run was at the plate in Logan Ruers, who came in to uh, pinch hit. Um, but uh, Williams settled down and got the strikeout to uh, get the uh, save. So he goes an inning in two-thirds, no runs, no hits, two walks, two strikeouts. But, um, you know, uh, Algonac had 11 hits in this game, and I saw them score 10 runs against Carlton. But it's all about the Muskrats pitching. It, I right. mean, that team is deep. They have a staff. Like they, they have a good pitching uh, staff. Oh, I want to give props, too, before I forget. Ryan Ching made a great catch out in center field um, to rob uh, Andrew Thomason of an RBI, at least a double. Um, it was a diving catch out in the gap um, early in the game. But, I mean, we, we knew about Kasner. Right. And we know how special he is and what he, he can do, Brady. But they've got a couple of left-handers. Mm-hmm. Thomason pitched really well in, in the game against uh, Carlton. Uh, and then uh, Van Kamen came in and struck out everybody. I mean, they struck out 15. They got 15 outs, and they were all on strikeouts right. in that game. And then you get Simpson's performance. Um, Williams throws the ball hard. And there's still guys we haven't seen yet that we know are good pitchers. Right. I was just about to say, the one name neither of us have seen right now is Caleb Thomas. Yeah. We know he can pitch. We know he's a good pitcher. He's going to go play college baseball, and we haven't seen him pitch yet. So there's still some bullets in the chamber for Algonac. And Armada, I mean, that's a decent showing, uh, giving up around 10 hits and make a few errors. But holding Algonac to three runs, it's kind of where you need to be. It's just you got to figure out a way to put some guys on base. And facing Kasner, I'm going to assume tonight, that's going to make it tough. Yeah, I mean, you, they 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 struggled against Simpson and Kastner stuff is, you know. Elite. Elite, yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, th- th- this is a tough series for them. However, I think they're going to be all right. Well, I, I, Armada's not a bad No, they're, they're going to start off again. Again, we said if they got a split, you almost feel like Armada won the series to start off. So they're going to get one of the big ones out of the way early. Again, I'll have Armada Algonac, the conclusion of that series tonight. 
Uh, what other BWAC series do you want to go to? Because well, I just uh, just finished up because I wanted to mention Jacob Dean went four, two runs on six hits, and Josh Genuine pitched three. The only run he gave up was unearned. Uh, he scattered uh, five hits. You know they gave up eleven hits, but again, Algonac didn't sting the ball a lot. Right in in the game. So like like I say, our Armada's pretty good. Richmond's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, they they did kind of what we expected. Yeah, they're, they're to supposed to win this Emily series. City. Yeah. Uh, Bryce Wesley had a double, two walks, two RBIs. Lowers two uh, double, two walks, pitched four innings, gave up just the one hit, two walks, ten strikeouts. Richmond only had six hits in the game. Again, MLA City pitching is their is their Achilles heel, or they just can't find a ton defense. Of guys. Is their Achilles heel right. too? They don't catch the ball. Very it seems well. like it's walks and errors that down MLA City and Richmond, well, they'll take advantage of that big time. So that's uh, that's what we expected from the Blue Devils. S- Skyler Lowers is that kid on Richmond that I always forget about who's a really good player for them. Like, he pitches, he plays solid third base, and he's got a good stick. Right. And, and like, when we run through all the guys, because I always have so many guys, I always kind of forget to mention him, but he's really worth mentioning. Oh, yeah, he's he's really solid. He is a really solid player. That's just what Richmond has is solid, solid players. All right, um, let's get to uh, maybe, the again, the one I said was the most interesting this week, North Branch cross Laxton. Well, it's kind of what we thought might happen, a yeah. low-scoring one-run game. North Branch beats cross Lex 2-1. to one. Brady Mitchell throws a gem for North Branch. 11's inning, 11 innings pitched, two hits, just the one earned. Only walked one, struck out 12. And the sad part is that's like the eighth best pitching performance of the past <laughs> two days, and it's an absolute gem. Yeah. Uh, it's a, uh, that's uh, a, a two-hitter with we, 12 strikeouts. Right, and you go the distance. Yeah. That's that's an awesome way to kick off league play against the Croslex team. We think it's a pretty solid team, and – Lost in that, Drew Hosterman gets out-dueled, six-innings pitch. He gives up five hits, two runs, no walks, um, and then two strikeouts. Pitch to contact, but he gave up two runs in one inning, and that was it. Yeah, you, you know, he did it a little bit differently than Mitchell, but it's not any less outstanding. No. Just get outs. Get outs and put zeros up, and, you know, again, there was they were able one to scratch walk two runs game. off him. One walk in this game. That's a really well-played baseball game. Yes. Now, Croslex comes up a bit short, and if for teams like North Branch and Croslex, if they want to make that jump to trying to be BWAC champions, you kind of have to sweep these series. Splitting them will put you behind the eight ball a little bit, but North Branch, that's a really nice start. They're 5-0 and to start the season, and that's a quality win, and again, with a really nice performance with a pitcher that... Might be trending in the right direction because last year he was really solid. He might be trending towards that upper echelon of arms we talk about in well, this area. Uh, the the BWAC's got a lot of good arms. It really does. And, uh, again, because it's up in North Branch, some of those guys are, are kind of hidden from us. We don't see them as much. Mm-hmm. But I, I bet if we saw North Branch regularly, we'd be talking and beaming about some of these kids every show. Right. But a 2-1 win for North Branch – 
That that's nice. And when we get to their softball team, again, that's not even the best pitching performance from North Branch <laughs> the past two days. Uh, the last BWAC series, Yale beats Almont in game one, eight to four. This is the one that had the most, I guess, back and forth offense. James Taylor Barr had two hits and a triple for Yale. Kazan Morton had a double and two RBIs, and Nolan Ramo had two hits and two RBIs. So. I think two teams we could say we knew the least amount going into this this series. And Yale gets a, an 8-4 win. I'd like, let's see what happens in game two. If Yale can get the early sweep, maybe Yale's good, maybe Almont's down. I don't know, but that's a, that's a decent start for the Bulldogs. Well, we know about James Taylor Barr, and, and he's a guy that uh, every coach in the BWAC would like to have on, on mm-hmm. the roster. Uh, he's a player, um, real good catcher, and he can play other positions and pitch, so... Uh, and he's got a good uh, bat. So seeing his name uh, in the box score doesn't surprise me. Um, good start on Monday for uh, Northern. They they beat up on uh, Mott. The, now, 16-2. to two. So your right. immediate focus is going to be Northern's offense. Yes. Because, two, you, you see two runs for Mott, so you're not really thinking about the pitching. But four Northern pitchers combined to throw a no-hitter here. Yeah. Again... It is a no-hitter, but there's six walks for Northern pitching. <laughs> there were four Northern errors. They were effectively wild. <laughs> four errors, so that means there's at least, I mean, that's, as no-hitters go, that's on the lower end of no-hitters. <laughs> but still, that means you're missing bats. It was a warm day, so it wasn't a freezing game. But, yeah, uh, technically a no-hitter for Port here on Northern, and that's a good win. Their bats were were. Going off, Alex Armstrong, two hits, a double, RBI. Ty Fletcher, three hits, a double, five RBIs on the day for the, for the the sophomore. Yeah, he's a sophomore yeah. this year. Nick Schrader, two hits, two RBIs, and Tucker Corby had two RBIs. Port here on Northern puts up 16 runs. We knew they had a lot coming back, and Mott's down a division. They should beat Mott, but, I mean, a no-hitter, and... A uh, 16-run performance. I'm sure there's still a lot of stuff they want to improve on, but you can't really complain with that with that win. No, uh, but can they carry it over? Because today I'll see them against St. Clair, so they're going to face some tougher pitching, right? And probably see some tougher bats yes. as well. So I, I feel like this is one of the no hitters that you get done. You go, wait a minute, were any of those guys on base hits? <laughs> and then you look back and go, oh. Hey, we had no hitter, <laughs> but that's um. Hey, you take a win and you'll take a no hitter any way you can do it. Four different pitchers combined for the no hitter: McRoby, Falastro, Falls, and Schrader. All pitched at least uh, two thirds of an inning in route to the five inning no hitter. All right. Uh, speaking of St. Clair, who I'll see later today against Northern, they had a tough game yesterday, losing to Romeo. Uh, 10 to nothing. I don't know if we got much information about that game. Yeah, St. Clair was one hit. Wow. So that's wow. about that's about all. There's not a lot to talk about with that game, and they made four errors. So St. Clair, after giving them their flowers defensively through two games, I don't show up and it all unravels. <laughs> so I'm blaming it on Roma. you. Yeah, so you'll, I, I'm sure uh, you'll see a St. Clair team that is poised to – Tighten it up a little bit defensively. 
All right, uh, Marysville and Marine City went back and uh, fourth, and Marysville gets the six to five win over the uh, the Mariners. Uh, Jake uh, Patterson had a hit knocked into a double for uh, Trenton uh, Vagy. Uh, defense uh, struggled in this uh, game more than offense dominated. Yes, it's good that Marysville got this win. They needed a, a win like this to get started, especially after the year they had last year, because they were on the wrong side of this a lot last year. Marine City out hit Marysville eight to four. The difference was Marysville didn't make an error, and Marine City made six. That's hard to overcome. No, six yeah. errors is a lot, and Marysville took advantage of it and got the win. And they shut Marine City down, gave up one run in the final four innings. Don't apologize for that. You take the win, but you also get done with that game, and you know you have a lot to improve on. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Vandeviver had two hits knocked in a run. Zach Tetler, two hits, stole three bases and one account, six on another. Yeah, I'm going I'm <laughs> to – the game changers were a little – I'm going to go with a three on that one yeah. because that was actually the Marine City side only had him for three. Yeah. So, uh, still, so three stolen them. bases is a lot of stolen bases. Yes, it is. Evan Jones had a hit and knocked in a run as well for the Mariners. And that was baseball over the uh, last uh, two days. But, uh, again – I think pitching's going to be the big story in the area for baseball this year. I think we have a good crop of pitchers. I'll ask you this. What of the BWAC games, the conclusion of the first series, are you most interested in seeing the results of? Tonight? Well, I, to, to me, it's the, the obvious one is the North Branch Crosslex because mm-hmm. now they're, they're going to be in Crosslex today, yes. right? So let, let's see how the Pioneers respond at home. Can they get another good pitching performance to match what we think will be solid pitching from North Branch, can Crosslex get the bats? Right. Uh, Who's each going? number two is going to be at least to start conference play, and how much of a fall off is there from the number one to the number two? Because these are two teams that throughout the year, they're you know they could step up and knock off a Richmond or an Algonac. So I, I think, think it's well, big for Crosslex not to get swept here, and I think it's huge if North Branch can get the sweep. Well, that's what I was going to say. I think North Branch is having um, – they have visions of winning the BWAC and being right up there with Algonac and then being the big series with Richmond and, and Algonac. So for them, if they want to be in there, you go, you sweep Crosslex to start. That makes a bit of a statement for the Broncos saying, hey, we're – we're not just here to play spoiler. We're here to win the whole darn thing. Next week, they they have MLA City next week on the BWAC schedule. So you win this one, you have a really good shot to start off 4-0 in league play. Algonac and Richmond play each other. I know you wouldn't have played them yet, but if they split, you go 4-0, you have a chance to be standing on top of the BWAC after two weeks. Yeah, and that's a good feeling. And, really good feeling. And, you know, it's it's one of those psychological things. You you look at the standings and they, you see your name listed above everybody else. Um, that stuff. I also want to see infectious. what Yale and Almont do in game two. I want to see who's doing what for what side. And I want to see how the, if the result is similar to the first one. Or if, if it flips, it, it might not tell us. It might keep us in the dark. Or it might say Yale's a pretty darn good ball team. Yeah, and they're uh, going to Elmont uh, today for that second uh, game. The series started in Yale because I actually was originally going to go to that game. Right. So, but 
Anyway, anyways, I'm very happy that I saw the pitching that I saw. Yeah, you saw some some good action, and, so, and I think you're going to see Josh Kastner uh, today. Not that that's not interesting. I just feel like it's unfair for the other team. So, <laughs> so we'll get to softball where there was a lot. Where again, a no hitter was about on. the fifth best performance of yesterday. <laughs> a no hitter with a triple and an RBI might have been like the fifth best performance of the day where on a normal day that's the headline that we talk about for 20 minutes yeah well we may talk about several performances for a long time when we come back in just a second when you run with us on a gator utv the engine has your full attention the herd takes notice and the trail meets its match because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet nothing runs like a deer Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Match King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Are you getting out of a lease or ready to trade in your vehicle? Stop by Jepson Car Company and we'll be here to assist you. We are constantly buying out lease vehicles and almost always putting money into your pocket. No matter what you owe, we can help. If you don't see your perfect vehicle in our lot, we will help you find it. Our purchasing team has decades of experience to help find the vehicle that is best for you. Call Jepson today at 810-662-3048 or stop by at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair. We welcome you to make Port Huron Schools your district of choice. Your child will experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region at Port Huron Schools. We specialize in providing personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. This year, more than ever, we truly appreciate our families and would like to thank them for their continued support. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. Let's talk softball. There was only one game on Monday, but it'll be a good lead-in to Tuesday or a curious lead-in to Tuesday because on Monday, Northern lost to New Haven 10 to nothing. They were one hit in this game. And and you're like, okay. That raised some red flags. Yeah. Like we saw that and we went, uh, uh-oh. That's that's a, a lower Mac team sticking it that to 
traditionally yeah. is not a very strong softball program. So, but Northern either was embarrassed or Coach Shagney gave his kids the message or a combination of both because yesterday they explode and beat Lons Cruz 16 to 6. Yeah. <laughs> that was the mo- one of the more curious results. And they after, had a ton of hits. After being shut out in their first two games. Because remember, they lost to St. Clair, I believe it was 12 nothing. So they've been outscored 22 to nothing. And in the two games combined, uh, their first two games, they combined for a grand total of three hits. So what do they do in game three? The start of league play against a program that's usually pretty solid. They just uh, put up 17 hits and 16 runs. <laughs> Hello? What, did they have people out? What was going on? I, I, I did, were they saving it all for this? And it was, I mean, where did this come from? Let, let's go through the laundry list uh, of batters that hit Matt. All right, we might get Madison and Marissa Ramo mixed up. They're both listed as M. Ramo. I think we got this right, but if we got it backwards, we apologize. They both did well. Madison Ramo. Two hits, a double, RBI. Marissa Ramo, three hits, two doubles, an RBI. Becca Larson, three hits, a double, two RBIs. Mackenzie Shagney, two hits, two RBIs. Anna Hall went yard uh, in her two hits, added a double. Three runs batted in for Anna Alexis Umbright, three hits, an RBI. And Sydney Betts had a very curious pitching line. She ended up with a, not all in all, not too bad. You can see that there's something there. Six innings pitched, only six hits given up, only four of the six runs given up were earned. There were seven walks, but she struck out 11. So she was missing bats if she can just tighten it in a little bit and, you know, cut that walk number in half, you're looking at something to work with there. Yeah. The 11, the 11 strikeouts is is really I think a nice total because that's something Northern hasn't had for a couple of years. No. is the, the, the pitcher that misses a lot of bats. Their pitchers have pitched to contact. Right. E- even their successful pitchers are just uh, – they, they don't strike people out. They, they let them put the ball in play and make the defense do the work. Um, so if you can get somebody that can miss some bats, that would help them. Yeah, and that's – again, 11 strikeouts, you can't get that by accident. Like You can get a day where maybe – Batters aren't barreling up the ball, but 11 strikeouts is an impressive performance. And again, only the four earned runs. So a couple of errors for Northern extended some innings that otherwise wouldn't have. But Portier on Northern, 17 hits. In the first two games, they had three. Yeah. And now Portier and High, who scored 15 in their first game against Clawson, and uh, they don't get a hit against Marine City. No. No, this is the game I was at, and it, Marine City scored a run in the top half of the inning of the first, go to the bottom half, and Bryn Mullins hits a hard ground ball, goes right through the legs of shortstop, and I don't think the outfielders were expecting the ball to get out there because then it rolled all the way to the wall. <laughs> I think they just kind of went, oh, it's on the infield, and maybe had a mental lapse for a second. So she ends up at third, Izzy Trombley, Hits a ground ball to second, scores the run one-to-one in the first inning, and then Port Huron just couldn't find anything else. It uh, They put up two more runs in the top of the 
second to make it 3-1. But, you know, Port Huron High is playing with them. They they make an error here or there. But, you know, it's a respectable performance from high, from high. And then they just couldn't get the bats going. And a couple bad errors for Port Huron. Kept innings alive. Izzy Trombley um, covering at home. Took a hard slide. She stayed in the game, but you could tell it affected her a little bit. And Marine City just kept mashing. They they put up six runs in the top of the fourth and then two more in the fifth to make it 11-1. And all the while, Megan Smith just keeps keeps mowing them down. There was one other error. I don't believe she walked any in the win for Marine City. And they get the no-hitter. And an 11-1 win to kick off league play. And Megan Smith didn't even know she had the no-hitter until the game was over. <laughs> like, she like she got the last out, and she looked over the dugout and was like, that's a mercy, right? Like, just making sure the game was done. And she's like, all right, whatever. I don't think anyone on the field knew it was a no-hitter. Um, so she goes five innings, gives up one unearned run, and has a triple and an RBI. Pretty good performance for her. Jade Blanchard, a hit, two walks. Three stolen bases. She's a menace on the base pass. Jocelyn Deetland, two hits, a double, four RBIs. Alicia Sartier had two hits, and Kaylee Gemetti had two hits and an RBI. Um, nice bounce back, too, for Marine City. I had seen them against Marysville, and, and they got roughed up in that t- doubleheader. Marysville had to play Anchor Bay yesterday. Uh, and we knew this was going to be a tough game. Uh, they lose three to one, but I think that's a, a pretty good performance because Anchor Bay is generally a really solid D one program. Yeah, um, very much is. And looking at the box score, it's hard to tell what exactly happened. But my guess is is that the Marysville errors hurt more than the Anchor Bay errors. They each had. Two errors on the game, and it led to a couple runs for Anchor Bay and only one run for Marysville. thought Ryan Quang, you look at the box score, that's a good performance. Six innings pitch, three or nine hits given up, but they scattered the nine hits. Only one earned run, no walks, two strikeouts. So she wasn't overpowering, but she wasn't getting hit up consecutively at least. Yeah, again, I think this Marysville team is going to be pretty good. I don't worry about, you know, the the bats or them not scoring a bunch of runs against Anchor Bay. Anchor Bay is the type of team, they're not going to give up a bunch of runs this year. I I think this is a good game to have on your schedule early on to face a a program like that to test yourselves – and, and I think they did a, a pretty good uh, job. You know, a lot of our better area teams last year did this. Like, uh, a lot of teams played Dakota. And a couple of, uh, of our area teams did very well in that game and then went on to have really good seasons. Right. Uh, Megan Winston had two hits. Callista Negan went three for three on the day. That's a, a nice sign for for Marysville, that they have a few bats in there. And again, Anchor Bay's a really solid program. They're going to be competing up in, they're in the Mac Red, I believe. So they're going to be competing for a league title up there. I Again, this is the game that you do want to have on your schedule if you're Marysville. And yeah, you come up a bit short, but I still think that's progress, and that's one that you don't feel terrible about. There's 
probably some teams that won that don't feel as that they accomplish as much as maybe in this loss for Marysville. All right. Uh, St. Clair had the bats out. They beat Lance Cruz North 13-2, to uh, two, uh, and it was a conga line for the uh, the Saints here with Tabitha Thurland had a hit and an RBI. Maddie Cole, two hits and an RBI. Hadley Schwartz, two hits, a double, two RBIs. Claire Borg had two hits, a double, an RBI. Aaron Saros had two hits. She had a double knocked in, too. Uh, Addie Blank with two hits, a triple, three RBIs. Rochelle Schweighoffer added a hit and an RBI. Uh, I think the Batgirl had a hit. Yeah, I think almost everyone had a hit for St. Clair in this win. St. Clair has some bats. I mean, two games they put up. 15 runs, and that was the start of league play for them. Now, later this week, they're at Lakeview at Marine City. See if they can keep putting up double digits. It is early in the year. But those are very impressive numbers for a, a stacked St. Clair lineup because, again, you look up and down, all but one player in the St. Clair lineup recorded a hit, and all but two recorded an RBI. I, how, how do you na- really navigate that lineup? <laughs> You, you don't, and and they did this to teams last year too. And Claire Borg was good on the mound, wasn't sensational, which she could be, but five innings pitched, five hits, two earned runs, no walks, that's the big one, and five strikeouts. If you could guarantee me I get a pitching performance like that just about every game from Claire Borg, St. Clair's going to win a whole heck of a lot of games. Yep, and they're and again, they're another one of those teams, they're going to hit. A whole lot. We've got teams in the BWAC that are going to hit a whole lot, but we've also got some really good pitchers in the BWAC. Everybody but Richmond got started uh, yesterday, and we had uh, three league matchups. And uh, I think we'll take a break and we'll get into uh, the the BWAC because there's going to be a lot to talk about, including the the first game of the uh, doubleheader between Algonac and Armada, Kenneba Marito. Just stole the show, uh, and we'll talk about that in a minute. Brady Bean here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Marysville. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead Doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810 This is Lucy Harris. I'm a class of 2022 senior, and I play on the golf team at Port Huron Northern. As a Port Huron school student, I had the opportunity to participate in the most extracurricular and academic opportunities in the region. I can even earn free college credits from the Blue Water Middle College. At Port Huron Schools, I am treated as an individual, and my teachers care about my specific needs. After graduating, I plan to study abroad and attend college to eventually become a teacher. That's my Port Huron School story. What will yours be? 
Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. They have the area's best selection of pickups and SUVs. And now Kaywood Auto is offering corrosion-free rust proofing. Call 987-3030. That's 987-3030 to make an appointment. Voted 2021 Best of the Best and President's Award winner plus 2022 Dealer of the Year, Kaywood Auto is open Saturdays 9 until 2. Visit www.kaywoodauto to make an appointment. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington, a family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. So on a, a day where Algonac had uh, 26 hits, Brady. That's a lot of hits. 15 singles, two doubles, five triples, and four home runs. That's a really good day at the plate. <laughs> do you, do you know there were 12 triples hit yesterday? By area by area teams in softball. That's a lot of triples. That's just yesterday. Triples are just yesterday. Triples are supposed to be hard to hit. Algonac had five. They had three in one inning in the second game of the doubleheader, which has to be some sort of record. But anyways, uh, in game one, Algonac won ten to nothing. It was a six inning no hitter for Kenna Bomarito. She struck out eighteen batters. Wait, so in five innings or six innings? Six innings. She struck out 18. So she struck out every – well, she struck out every out she made recorded was a strikeout, theoretically, but I know there was one that wasn't yes, a strikeout. Yes, be, be, because actually one of the outs was – she faced 19 hitters and struck out 18 of them. Hmm. One batter laid down a bunt in front of the plate. The catcher picked up the ball, threw wild to first. The runner rounded first and thought she could get to second, but the right fielder picked up the ball, gunned it to second, and they got the out at second. So it was uh, E2 and then the put out 9-6 to six, um, to, to get uh, the second out in the sixth inning. But, uh, yeah, her, her line for the first uh, 17 hitters of the game, it was strikeout, 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 strikeout. It was 17 straight strikeouts to start the game. So the leadoff hitter in the second struck out and reached on a pass ball. So that broke up what would have been a potentially perfect game yes. because the pass ball got her on, and then she proceeded to strike out all the other batters. Yes. So, I mean, it was uh, – and she was just overpowering the Armada hitters. They didn't have a, a, a chance. Nobody had a good swing at her. What was how many strikeouts did she have? It was a six inning game, right? Six inning game, yep. And she had eighteen strikeouts. Yes. Well, that ties the state record. Oh, there you go. Yeah, the the that the, the, there were four other times a girl has struck out eighteen players or eighteen batters in six innings, and well, Kenna Bomarito makes it five. It last happened in two thousand fourteen. 
So no. she should be as someone puts that into the state. She had 18 strikeouts in six innings. She'll go in the record book. So uh, she wasn't just doing it in the circle at the plate. In her first at-bat, she hit a one-hopper back to the, the pitcher. A lot of times you hit a ball that hard, it goes through. But good uh, a good play by uh, Taylor Capozo to get the out. But then in her last three at-bats of that game, a triple that drove in a run. Mm-hmm. And Brady, this was a line drive maybe seven feet off the ground <laughs> that m- went over the center fielder's head. Like, she had no chance to even move. Right. Because that's the other thing. The ball went from home plate out to the fence in about three seconds. It. I, I've never seen a ball hit so hard. Then she doubled into the gap in her next at-bat to drive in two runs. And then, just for laughs in the bottom of the sixth, she belts a two-run walk-off homer to end the game and make it 10 to nothing. So she ends up with a double, a triple, a home run, and five RBIs. So she's to her- go along with a six-inning, 18-strikeout no-hitter. So she has a no-hitter that she ended at the plate. Yes. <laughs> that's awesome. Isn't that's, it? That's the best I, way to end a no-hitter. And, and I had just said, well, Bomarino's actually the potential game-winning run now at the plate. She can get herself the no-hitter. <laughs> Well, like two years ago, I had Maceo Miller for Marysville throw a perfect game, and it ended um, with a run coming into score, but it was on an error, and they were trying to hold the runner at third so he could get a chance in the top of the seventh. And this time, no, it's so much cooler when you hit a home run to give yourself a no-hitter. That's awesome. (laughs) That's awesome. So, uh, and she wasn't done at the plate either because in the second game she had three more hits, hit another home run, and drove in two more runs. So she went uh, six for nine in the uh, doubleheader with seven RBIs, couple of home runs, double, triple. I mean, she 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 was locked in to get the season going. I mean, eighteen strikeouts. In game one, 18 strikeouts in what? That would be 20 batters faced. Yeah. So, and well, no, no, 19 19 batters, 19 batters faced. And the only one that wasn't was a bunt. Yeah. In the sixth. Yep. Like I, we were talking because I saw what you sent me, what was going on. And at the press box at PH, I said, after like three innings, don't you just go, I don't care if you get out, you're bunting. She's not striking you out. They tried. They tried because um, I, I said, you know, the, the purist would be upset that they're trying to bunt their way on. But for like the last two innings, they were trying to bunt their way on. Really? They just couldn't make contact. She was unbelievable. Like at what point in the dugout is the goal going, all right, just do not strike out and we'll work up from there? Uh, it, it's, it's, it's at least in that game. Easier said than done, right? Be- because, like I, like I said, and I've seen, I've seen Kenneth throw a no hitter before, right? She did what against Emily City, Emily a couple, City, years, couple ago. years ago as a freshman. Um, so I know she's got this kind of stuff, um, and, and I've seen her get a lot of strikeouts. I've seen her get, I think, fifteen is was the most until yesterday that I. That I but I mean, she routinely is ten to fourteen strikeouts every game. Uh, it's it's tough to hit, 
and Armada couldn't stay away from the rise ball. They they swung at a lot of pitches that just weren't strikes. Right. And and you can't hit that pitch. It, it's it's picking up steam as it's coming to you. And yeah, it looks like it's coming right down the middle, but by the end of it, it's over your helmet. And and, and they just they they couldn't figure it out and it it was really dominant. And then in game two, Algonac started right away because here's the thing. So how often does Algonac win ten to nothing and Ella Stevenson goes 0 for three? Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Lost in all this is they did that without their best hitter recording a hit. Now she she By the hit, way, JC Reams a triple a run and two RBI score or two RBIs in that first game. Yeah, yeah. She uh JC Reams had a good doubleheader uh, Just two. unfortunately it was a bit overshadowed. Yeah. So in in, in game two, uh after Bomarito pops up to start the game, so that there's an out, Reams singles and Ella Stevenson comes up and I go, Boy, Ella went 0 for three in game one. I bet she doesn't go 0 for three in this one. And the Next pitch, bam, left center field, long gone. Little frustration right, it out landed, on that swing. It landed in Marine City. Yeah, yeah, it, 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 it was crushed, and it's quickly 2-0. It's 4-0 by the end, end of the first uh, inning. Bomarito comes up, leads off the second with a home run out pretty much to the same spot, left center uh, field. So now it's 5 nothing, 6 nothing going into the uh, bottom of the uh, second. Um, Armada pushed across a, a run. They, they got a, a single from uh, Jenna Madej. She advanced to a second on a wild pitch, went to third on a ground ball. Then there was a walk. Heb, the runner at first, tried to steal second, and the throw went out in the center field, so Madej scored from third. And that was the only run for Armada. They only had two hits in the doubleheader um, because Reams and um, DeLang combined in the second game. Right. And those are pretty good options for kids who hardly ever get to pitch because Bomarito pitches right. a ton of innings. Well, like, if you look at our scoreboard page, just the, the highlights of the – batters well so what well, kind of hit another home run she ended with what three hits two rbis jc reams again like you said two hits another another triple because all zalganak did was triple yesterday <laughs> five of them two runs in rbi ella stevenson two hits including the home run add the double to it why not two rbi sierra vossler a name we haven't even brought up yet who would be one of the a centerpiece for a lot of teams in yeah. their lineup she's two, their cleanup hitter yeah two hits a home run drew two walks drove in four Michael Cannell, uh, two hits, the triple, of course, two runs scored in RBI. Camden Thaler, two hits, a run scored in RBI. Madison Grace, um, uh, a hit, a sacrifice fly that drove in a run. Autumn Dewicki, a triple, a, a run, and uh, two RBIs. Like I just yeah. basically read their lineup. In the, uh, in the third inning. That was seven players I just mentioned. Yeah. In the third inning, Grace led off with a single. Eight. Then Tory Boyd popped up. And Cannabomarito popped up. So there's two outs with a runner at first. And they ended up scoring eight runs in the inning because Reams tripled in a run. Stevenson Walk stole second. Fossler singled in two runs. Uh, Kennel tripled to drive in a run. Uh, then uh, Ainsley Tremblay came in as a pinch hitter and singled in a run. Ava Murray got a single. 
Then uh, Dewicki came up as a pinch hitter and hit a two-run uh, triple. Then Tori Boyd singled her in. Then Bomarito got a single because she didn't want to make two outs in the inning. <laughs> and then Reams flew out to deep uh, right field to end the uh, inning. And then uh, just, you know, they add three more in the fourth. Vossler hit a home run that still hasn't landed out in right center field somewhere. It's in a forest. Um, and I, I just... They they just were were slamming away and and the thing was is they did go to the bench. I mean during an eight run inning they used Kayla Rains, Ainsley Tremblay, um, Braden uh, Kunath, Autumn Dewicki, and Dee Delang as pinch hitters, but they all just get hits. Dewicki, she didn't start in either game. Right. And she comes off the bench, and on the second pitch, she crushes the ball over the center fielder's head, up against the fence for a triple. They got this kid buried on the bench. So Algonac announces their presence with authority. A they come bit, out yeah. twenty-seven to one in two games, and they say, "Yep." We were in the semifinals a year ago, and we plan on getting right back to East Lansing. We are the team to beat in the BWAC. But a team out west said, uh, 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 hold on a minute. <laughs> we're pretty good, too, because Algonac throws a no-hitter. Mercy's a team twice. North Branch says, whatever you can do, we can do better. And in game one of their... Doubleheader against Cross Lex. It is Alana Deshetsky that not only throws a no hitter, but a five inning perfect game against a Cross Lex team that can, that, hit. that can hit. She strikes out eleven in five innings, only throws sixty one pitches in the no hitter or in the perfect game. Yeah, fifteen up, fifteen down. North Branch was up ten nothing after an inning. So this game that'll got, crush your resolve. Yeah, that you get started and North Branch is up ten. They go up eleven to one after two innings, and then they just stop scoring. And not only did Alana Deshetsky throw a perfect game, she hit a home run. She doubled in the win as well. Yeah, three hits, four RBIs. Right. Okay, and then why not? Jasmine Mock had two hits, and they were both home runs. Hit two home runs. Why not? And I'm going to presume in, well, they had to at least be in back-to-back innings. Heck, they could have both been in the first. Yeah, that, that's a possibility in a 10-run first the inning. The way it went. And North Branch absolutely crushes Croslex. By the way, in game one, Emily Brinker, two hits, two RBIs. Tracy Ludisher had two hits and an RBI. So North Branch says, our ace is pretty darn good. And perfect games, Croslex. Hello. Yeah, and, so, and they didn't stop in game. No. They just picked up in game two where they left off. In so game one. they pick up in game two, 15 to nothing over Croslex. So they outscore Croslex 26 to nothing in two games, put up 18 hits in the second game. Croslex did manage to get two base knocks in the game, and they were facing Courtney Ludisher in game two. So two different pitchers, and they give up two hits in the series. Uh, in game two, Alana Deshetsky, three hits, a triple. Jasmine Mock, three hits, a triple. Again, why is everyone tripling 
12 of them hit yesterday by area teams. It, that's just <laughs> such an anomaly. Hannah Carmack, two hits, a home run, three RBIs. Gabby Polly, three hits, two RBIs. Brooklyn Franklin, three hits, two uh, double, two RBIs. Ellis Wash, two hits, a double, three RBIs. I feel pretty comfortable, and I know it's early, but I'm going to buy it. North Brand stock before it keeps going up. I'm putting them up right there with with Algonac that I think they can go toe-to-toe with the Muskrats. And when we see Richmond, I think they'll be in that loop. Almont is the only one that is a question if they're in that top tier or not. I think they are. Um, I think it's going to be a top four of just state good Yeah, teams. I think the top four in the BWAC, or uh, uh, Almont didn't do anything to embarrass themselves yesterday. No, they they just, won a doubleheader by a combined score of 16-1. to 1. Right, which, by comparison, <laughs> they were slacking, and you go, oh, they only beat Yale 5 nothing to start the first one. That's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, they still they still shut it out. Maya McLean, seven shutout innings, only gives up three hits. And yet, she's the bum <laughs> <laughs> of the three starting pitchers we've talked about. Well, you, you can come be a bum and throw a shutout for me. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Like, she had an awesome game, but she gave up three hits, so she yeah, was so. lacking behind. Um, Ella Chapman had two hits and a home run, drove in four of the five Almont runs in game one over Yale. And in game two, Almont mercyed Yale 11-1. to Grace Koenig... Two triples in the win with two RBIs. Devin Johnston, two triples. Uh, home run, three RBIs. Ella Shatman had three hits, two RBIs. Kendall Roshevsky, three hits, two RBIs. Brooklyn Bunch, two hits, a triple. Uh, five innings pitched, three hits, no earned runs, no walks, six strikeouts. And, yeah, um, we didn't have any of those titanic clashes in the first game, in the first series for the BWAC. But, yeah, I think our top four teams are as advertised. Yeah. Uh, Madison Hiller, three hits, doubled, knocked in uh, Yale's only run in uh, that uh, second uh, game. But uh, Richmond was the only one that uh, didn't get uh, started. Uh, They'll play Emily City on Thursday in a doubleheader. Emily City did play two games uh, yesterday. They split a doubleheader with Lutheran North. Um, four to one, Lutheran North won the first game. Natalie Stone had two hits, including a double for the uh, Spartans. Uh, and in game two, she homered and knocked in two and threw a six inning shutout, giving up just two hits, two walks, striking out six and a six to nothing win. Michaela Abruman added two hits and an RBI for Emily City. So Natalie Stone coming up big, and I think this is big because they've lost Lexa Forty who I think most people think is their best player. Stone was really good two years ago. Mm-hmm. She was hurt a lot last year. Like I, I think she got in at the end of the basketball season, like the last game of the season she finally played, and I don't think she was 100% for softball. Mm-hmm. They need her, especially in the BWAC. They need a healthy, hitting Natalie Stone because that's a power bat and a power arm. Um, and so it's good to see her name popping up in the box score here, and they're certainly going to need her on Thursday when they play Richmond to open league play. Right. So what what do you take out of the first doubleheader of BWAC play besides, holy hell, they might be better than we thought? Well, I, I, 
I mean, uh, again, because again, are are you su- surprised? I'm I'm a little surprised. Not that North Branch swept the doubleheader. I expected them to. That they shut out Crosslex, but twice. that they did it twenty six to nothing. And is that and held Crosslex to two hits? Is that we gave Crosslex a little too much credit? Is it? We I, didn't I give have North a feeling Branch enough credit. I, I, well, I, I we haven't said anything bad about North Branch, or we haven't right. left well, them out of the conversation. No, but it seems like. Like again, Armada, they're they're going to struggle in the BWAC. But again, it's hard to get a good gauge of if you're an above average to below average team. It's hard to gauge where you are in the BWAC because there are teams with winning records that will go to Algonac and get mercy twice. Yeah, well, so I it's mean, hard to that, tell. That, that's just, that's what I mean. I mean, I just the, the the top half of this league is really good. The shame of it is that in districts. Really good teams have to get knocked out early, but really good teams will advance. The good news is, I think, of the top four teams, they're in four different districts. So, Almont and Algonac are the only two that share, but Richmond's in with St. Clair, Marysville, Marine City, and North Branch, I believe, is out west. Yeah. I think. So, I'll have to I double mean, check that. Uh, I, I would predict it at this point that you're going to have three BWAC teams getting to regionals. Oh, yeah. Well,. St. Clair, Marysville might have something to say. Oh, uh, that, that. that's right. That's where Richmond is. Yeah. Um, so they, they have a tough one, but uh, I think North Branch might win their district, and obviously whoever wins between Algonac and Elmont's going to win a district. And Richmond, that's a that's a district of death, but they'll have as good a chance to, to win oh, as North any Branch of those other teams. North Branch is in a BWAC district, but it's Cross-Lex, Emily City, and Yale. So they, I'd say they have a pretty good chance of getting out of that. Mm-hmm. And Croslex will have doubleheaders this year in league where they score a lot of runs. Yes, they do. But against pitchers like Deshetsky, pitchers like Bomarito, pitchers like McLean, pitchers like Shoeboy, hey, w- when, when they shut a, a, a team down, I'm not surprised by no. it. Real quick, just looking at the district list again, because for whatever reason, the state doesn't go just in order of the district numbers. But if they did, North Branch would have a chance to meet the winner of the Richmond, Marysville, St. Clair, Marine City district, I think, in a quarterfinal. I oh, think they'd go fun. to two different regionals, which would be very interesting. Very interesting. But again, we're getting way ahead of ourselves. Yeah, we, we I just, just noticed that. started league play t- this week. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't feel we just any actually started playing games. <laughs> hesitancy saying that our softball league is state good and that they can throw a dart on the map and they can go to wherever it hits and go and compete. Like you said last year, they went to Dakota, they competed. They go to any of the Macred schools. I'll I'll put them up against them. Will they win every time? No. Will they be competitive in every game? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. And and the the talent right now in the area. I mean, I, I, I hope that this isn't just a fad. I hope this isn't something that goes away in a, a couple of years. Uh, I hope these teams can maintain this level of play and this dominance. But we have got some talented athletes playing softball in the Blue Water area. And, I mean, you, you I don't care where you go. You're not going to be disappointed watching Ella Stevenson, Kenna Bomarito, uh, Shoeboy, Deshetsky, Mock, um, Johnston, Johnston, Koenig. Koenig. I, I mean, it's just 
it's stupid good right now. I, again, I, I don't want to get hyperbolic in what is week two, really, of the season. But I think we have four teams that, if they ended up at, or just in the BWAC, that if they ended up at East Lance and you go, yeah, sounds about right. Yeah. Like, you'd be like, that's a heck of a run, but you wouldn't go, oh, my God, this is an incredible. How did this happen? No. Or, or, you know, You're like, yeah. who did they upset? Like, I, no, I don't think these teams are good. upsetting anybody. No. They're just as good as anyone they go on the field against. So uh, we'll have more later this week. You'll get to see the other BWAC team in action tomorrow when you go out to Richmond for their doubleheader against MLA City. Yeah, uh, the, excited to see that they made some changes to the, uh, the ballpark. They yep. did some work on it. So excited to see that, and, I, and I'm excited to see this uh, this doubleheader um, to, to get a feel for where Richmond uh, is at. Uh, I know they're going to pitch. I know they're going to catch. Uh, I want to see what their offense uh, is like, uh, too. Um, but, again, I expect them to be really good. Um, and Imlay City, um, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see uh, Natalie Stone, and uh, I was encouraged by the results of that doubleheader against Lutheran North, because Lutheran North is usually a pretty good program. Yeah, so that will be tomorrow. Tonight, you have uh, St. Clair Northern Baseball. That's out of St. Clair. I have the conclusion of Armada Algonac. That's at Algonac. Both those games get started at 4.30. Again, your doubleheader gets started at 4 o'clock tomorrow. Tomorrow, I'll be in Marysville for some baseball action between Cross, Lex, and Marysville. It's an interesting matchup. That is an interesting matchup. And we'll be back at it on Friday. All right. So uh, we'll talk at you then. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.